Welcome back to our channel Fintech X and the topic for today's discussion will be how to deal with the challenges of a fintech startup. Being the founder of a company is not easy and challenges are bound to arise. Today we will be covering the growth story and the challenges that our guest faced as an entrepreneur and as a founder of a startup. We are in conversation with Manish Kumar, the CEO and founder of Credex. and iit kanpur aluminus manish has over a decade of experience in the banking and financial industry armed with deep insights into the financial landscape in india he founded credex india's leading invoice discounting marketplace with anurag jain in 2015 through the credex suite of products manish aims to provide integrated cash flow solutions for businesses by bridging the gap between payables and receivables Since founding Credex he has won the entrepreneur of the year in business services money services at the 7th annual entrepreneur india awards 2017 award and startup of the year 2018 in the category discounting platform so how did you come up with the idea of starting credex i mean what was the pain points that you decided to cover and uh, what is it that inspired you not just starting credex but starting a startup altogether okay so uh Uh, long story short, uh, basically I was working in HSBC. HSBC, one of the unit that I was working on got sold to Capcom. It's a mergers and acquisition. Uh, all mergers and acquisitions works like you know not not good for people. So what happened is uh, there was very less work for me to do in Capcom. So I started thinking about what to do next. The option was either go back to another bank or or do something else. So. Uh, the mm-hmm. thought came is why not do something else? Maybe this is a good time. So that's that's the uh, time when we started. Uh, and basically, the thought process is again that you cannot solve the problem through normal financial channels like banks and financial institutions. So can I found out a way so that we can help companies in raising fund, but at the same time the source of fund does not remains to be the bank and financial institution. So we start digging down into. And we realize that there is always an asset in in the books of every company, which they can easily sell and raise money into. But nobody realized it, or people may have realized it, but happening at a very unorganized way and un and unstructured way. So, uh, if you know in India, there was a instrument called Hundi that was there from right. from beginning, and a lot of uh, manufacturing units, logistic units are always dependent on Hundi. so uh, we also thought of doing hundi but do it in a more structured more organized way using data using technology so that's that's where we started doing our own work going back and forth with legal compliance etc also developing product side by side and then fundamentally launched our own credits so what do you think is the driving factor for the growth of credit credits that stood up beyond everything else like we all have different factors but there is that one thing that stands out one factor one Thing that would inspire you, or you thought that is really great, or this would be like this is it for the company. This can make it grow. I think it's it's a lot to do with the team. Uh, the initial set of teams that we that we have uh, set up, they all believed in the idea of credits. They all uh, believed that they have what they are doing is going to become something big. Uh, there are a lot of people that I would say. possibly the first set of 20 people they all came at a pay cut from what they were doing they had a counter offer which was possibly 2x 3x better than what we were offering but they thought that there's something big that is happening and we want to be fundamentally become part of that story uh when you start with you always have some bit of out of doubts about whether you are right or wrong but when people start joining you they start believing on what you believe in and the team start becoming bigger then you realize that okay no this that is something which is which is doable and there are other people 
right? So they're definitely building a first, uh, I would say a first class team in the first place itself is, is a much, much bigger validation in terms of, um, of the thing. Uh, the second thing is also building trust with the, with the customer, with the clients. Uh, financial services are always built on trust. Whether you go to a particular bank or don't go to a particular bank depends upon whether you trust that bank or you don't trust that bank. You buy a product, any financial product, whether you like, whether you trust that brand or not. So, the fundamentally, uh, what are also important was that can we create a trust among our client. So, the first one, one and a half year was a lot of you know going back and forth and and trying to infuse trust. So, the customer service, the customer experience, the clients. Uh, happiness was the prime prime phase very important for us. I think we are one of the first, uh, possibly very early as a startup, which has set up a, uh, a position called customer delight officer, possibly just one year into the existence. Because we really want, and we didn't say as a customer service representative or customer, uh, you know, a customer support, but we say customer delight because we fundamentally want the customer to get delighted. Right. So that was the that was the underlying theory behind it. So that's that's where we so we say that hey team first, customer first, right? That's the fundamental motto of the company. So customer comes above everything. Yes. So of course for a company to run it the agenda is to make the customers yes. happy. Yes. So the company has witnessed immense growth and uh, if you could just shed some light on the major highlights of this journey which came out to you like Oh my God! This is the this is the best moment for this company. So there must be some of the highlights uh, that, that. Yeah, I think uh, you know uh, when we started, we thought that we have to start with family and friends, just like all the startups. And for your initial customers will be your in your friend friends or family. We are lucky to have our first set of investors, our first set of vendors on on both the side are not family and friends. They're just believers who. Who knows about us and who said that hey I think that this is this is uh, a doable thing and I want to be part of it. So we get a lot of early adopters. So that was that was definitely a big moment for us. I think also uh, on an online environment, people putting up money is unheard of before we started, right? So I remember when we started, people used to say, hey, this is India, nobody put five lakhs also online. Uh, I think possibly our first moment of delight comes when somebody was willing to put one crore online, right? So that kind of a Delight was definitely uh, was possible uh, because of as and as I said, it's all because of trust, right? So you have to create a trust where people has to say that yeah, I trust the brand more than anything else. Right on Credit's platform, people the deals comes on the platform sells within seconds, within minutes, right? No matter what's the size of the deal. So that's that's the trust that people has built into. I spoke to so many customers and they say, hey, I, I want to buy that deal because I don't know if it will be there for for next two minutes or not. So. They are trusting that whatever is coming on the TEDx platform is is fundamentally better for better uh, quality product, uh, better quality people. So they are buying those papers. So, what were the milestones that you felt that okay, this is the first step, this is the second step, this is the second milestone? For example, you are I'm driving this is thousand kilometers, two thousand. Yeah, I think uh, I think uh, um, if I were to say what will be the different milestones uh, possibly. Uh, you know, uh, launching our product like a full fledged tech product somewhere in, in uh, early 2016 was the first milestone. Uh, before that, it's not that the product does not exist, but we are giving more like a, a customer experience to a product, but the full fledged tech platform was not there. So that's that's the first milestone. We rename ourselves from Monday to Credit. So that's, right. that's definitely uh, one of the milestones. Uh, I think. Uh, you know, uh, also moving to say that there was a time when we 
when uh, I remember the first company that we went to and we were discussing that the company is asked six crore limit and uh, we had a huge discussion that can we even do six crore of, of, of limit or not. And uh, and I literally took a stand saying that because it's my headache, I will take a call on it. We just go and talk to the client and if they say six crore, we, we go ahead and six crore. And today we, we don't mind funding 50 crore, 60 crore also. So that's that was definitely a one moment at which we took a big jump saying that we have moved out from doing lakhs of funding to like virtually like crores of funding. So that was another moment that was uh, a big moment for us. Uh, you know, opening offices in other cities are definitely... Right, in the like lot of offices. Yes, yes. So that was definitely a milestone for us. And again, like we started with Mumbai office first and we thought that uh, you know, it, it was again happened as as a startup day, like one night we came and say, okay, Mumbai office, right? So let's start a Mumbai office in Delhi and then now we are present in almost 10 locations. Uh, credits early, that was possibly another, another defining moment where we say that, hey, can I go to a different product, right? Can I offer something else and can I offer something which is good for the corporates also? So that's a, definitely uh, another turning point. And again, as of now, I would say a turning of the entire company towards saying that I'm no longer an versus content platform, but I've become more like a cash flow based company. Right? So that could be another milestone that we, that we can uh, definitely say. So did you get any ideas like while you're sleeping and then one day you're just thinking while I'm on the bed? Uh, like, okay, this could be the idea. This could be it. Not exactly. I think, uh, you know, uh, I mean, I don't know, I have never got something called a Eureka idea like that. But uh, what I feel is uh, we need to be a good listener and we need to keep our eyes and ears open. Uh, most of the new product ideas or new ideas that has come to us has came from more like a cumulative uh, thought of our clients only. So I keep my eyes and ears open, I keep on discussing with my clients. And a lot of times clients say something, so client A says something, client B says something, client C says and since you are the central focal point of all the uh, reception that you are getting from different people, you fundamentally come, can come and if you keep your eyes and ears open, you come and say, hey, why not this product because that is the need of the, need of the client. And that's why in, in Credex we first launch a product and then, I mean, launch a product, product say, and then we do a tech development beforehand. So, uh, you know, if you talk to uh, Devang or our tech people, they say that when you see three customers and they start developing the product. So that came from the fact that we say, hey, let's just sell the product, we'll create the tech product later on. So that's that's came from the uh, from the fact that you you have to keep your eyes on you. You need to uh, take the pulse on the market. You need to see that what the market is looking for. The market will keep on telling you what what to develop and what not to develop. Right, that is true. So, of course, being the founder of a startup, there are a lot of challenges. A startup faces, a founder faces. Running a company is not easy anyway, mm -hmm. and we all know that. And uh, so, what are these challenges? These little uh, anecdotes of your life that you would want to tell us, tell me, tell others who are listening? See, I, I always feel that uh, though a lot of things has been, uh, you know, media has pumped up the entire startup things, has make it a big issue. Uh, but I always believe that you need to have a itch of doing a problem solving. As there was itch which you feel at, in, you know, in your lower classes, like, you know, class 7, 8, 9, 10, where some mathematics problem you want to solve and you are not able to solve and you, you cannot sleep because of that. But that itch needs to be there. If it, that itch is not there, uh, the journey is, is very tough. If that itch is not there, you cannot survive the journey. Right. 
need to so, have that passion. Yes, you need to have a passion. You cannot just say that he yeah, wants to do in a startup. No, that's that's not possibly the first, the right way of doing it. You need to say, hey, there is a problem that I have identified and become and losing my sleep over this problem, and I want to solve this problem. That is the one and only thing that you keep on driving. Because believe me, there is nothing else in startup. There's no work-life balance. There's no sleep. There's no uh, fame. There's no money. There's nothing else. The and only the things which can drive you is the passion, the that itch of solving it and solving it day in and day out. Even though a lot of people is saying that no, it's not doable. It cannot be done. It's impossible. What are you doing? You're wasting your time. All those things doesn't matter. What matters is can you lose a sleep over a problem? If you can lose a sleep over a problem, that is the one and only thing that can drive you towards the success of something. I think you need to have that passion, that burning desire to just absolutely. achieve it. Yes, day in day night, work hard over it till you just master what you are working on. Absolutely, I haven't seen a person who can come and say that hey, I want to do and start a start a company and become like really big company. People have become big because they literally, you know, breathe in, breathe out the problem and solution and thinking about it, how to solve it, what to do it, what to not to do it. You cannot just say that hey, I, I am. I think that I want to do an start. That's that's not because it's it's very tough. Believe me, it's very tough. It's very lonely. It's very uh, frustrating. It's 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 very time consuming. And a lot of times you want to give up and say that it was does it worth it? Burnout happens very pretty fast. Uh, a lot of those things are there. So, so the only thing that can drive is is the passion. I think people don't realize that uh, what are the challenges? What are these little little problems? Uh, I mean, the pressure from just the outside looks amazing. Yeah, because what you read in the media exactly. is pretty much that hey, this startup founder, this thing, yeah, our interview comes. They are very, you know, just doing this, this, picture. right? There is tons of money and those, uh, you know, Zuckerberg style of that a guy, twenty years something goes in a jeans or a swim uh, or a sleep pair and raise millions of dollars. People have still that persona in mind. Oh, I can do this, but. Believe me, it's not possible. Exactly, they don't people realize the underlying problems yeah, and the challenges. Give, people who give money are not are not dumb people, right? right. They, they know that what they are putting their money into, what they are putting their bet into, right? So until unless you have that passion to move it, and there are a lot of white space problems solving. There's a lot of things which is unstructured. You don't know what you don't know, right? Somebody is putting the money on you means that basically that they, he also doesn't know what is going to come True. next. You also don't know what is going to come next. What they are all betting, and you are also betting on their ability. That even if something unknown comes next, you are going to solve it, right? So the ability is more around the problem solving. They're betting on more about your problem solving ability to solve something later, rather than saying that hey, do you have a good idea? Do you have those or not? Ideas are dancerism. What matters is can you take it to the fruitful con- conclusion or not? It has this weight on your shoulder always. You know, you've taken money from these people, it and is, you have to thing. prove yeah, to them, not just uh, yourself. Correct, and it's a big thing. You cannot just say, "Yeah, there's the money, so let's start burning up." You know, do parties, do this, do right. that. End of the day, somebody is giving money, right? Somebody has put, and it's not may not be his own money, or maybe his hard-earned money, or right. maybe he is also has a pretty serious responsibility, so he also has get the money from somewhere else. So it's it's the onus is how you can make the problem, solve the problem, make it workable, make it successful with the least amount of money that you can use. Right? right? Can you make be extremely, extremely frugal? I think. One culture, though culture is something which all startups talk about. I think one culture that is very important in all startups is to be frugal. That's true. So, we are recently, like not long ago, a lot of rules and regulations were passed around uh, related to fintech and we have seizing banks. And what was your coping mechanism for the company? See, in, especially in fintech, regulations are, are 
part and parcel of life, right? It keeps on coming up and in terms of uh, you need to keep the regulators engaged, you need to tell your side of the story, uh, you need to say that what you are doing. And then if your intent is look good, if you are doing it in a in a more compliant way, and uh, the if you if you want to really dare to solve some problems into it, I don't think a regulation could be a big hindrance in terms of it. And as I said, you can of course tell your side of the story to regulators, and I don't think they they are not going to listen to it. So, did you reiterate the path you were defined for the company, or there were some processes that you had to change during always, that time? There will always be you need to you know change something or take a slight uh, uh, you know deviation from the initial uh, path that you chalk out for it. Uh, you need to be compliant with different stuff. Uh, sometimes you need to push back. Sometimes you need to find way, uh, right? But end of the day is again as I said, it's like more like a problem solving. Whether the problem solving is a regulatory problem solving or a market problem solving or some problem solving, but in the end it becomes a problem solving, right? So you solve a problem. Sometimes you take a deviation. Sometimes you don't take a deviation. You just cut through it. But one way or other way, it remains the same. I think you have to be a batsman on the pitch. Any kind of ball they pull towards you, Absolutely. you have to take it. Absolutely. I don't know whether you only have to be a batsman. You may have to be a footballer. You may have to be a goalkeeper. You may have to defend sometimes. You may have to attack sometimes. Be the fielder and yes, bowler, yes, batsman. Yes, yes. I mean, you have to be there on the pitch. You have to play all the roles. Absolutely. Absolutely. And at the right time, you have to also offload your responsibility. Right. Right. A lot. It, it always says the startup grows from 10, 0 to 10, 10 to 100, 100 to 1000 are most uh, difficult. It's said so because you know everything starts from, from one person doing it and then it started offloading. Right? So the founders need to let it go, trust people to take, do the role, give them responsibility, the other people have to take the ownership. At the same time they have to start moving out from, from day to day activities right. or other things. So start thinking on the bigger picture. And other people has to start coming up and taking the, 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 the bigger roles into it. So it's all part and parcel of, of, of a startup. It's like literally, it's literally like a baby, right? You know, you come that is, you have to nurture it. Yeah, you have to nurture it, make him walk. Then maybe after a while, you have to hand it over to somebody as a yeah, teacher to school right. to grow, right? And eventually, maybe to somebody else to live the life with and all. But uh, you just don't need to be too much emotional about it. <laughs> so. Everybody has a unique way of dealing with challenges. Uh, what is your secret ingredient? You know that to keep that keeps you calm. That okay, I have to tackle this challenge. I cannot just go on, go around all frustrated because there is a challenge. So there is some. There must be something that keeps you calm, focused. Oh, I, I make sure that I have my good sleep all the time. I do things which make me sleep peacefully in night and. Uh, I, I don't do things which, which can make me question things about myself or what I'm doing. So that let me peacefully sleep. The next day I wake up, I'm fresh, ready to take up the next set of challenges. So what is a routine, uh, for, like a day ka routine if I have to give it out? Uh, now I think a lot, uh, like, so I, I generally wake up, I, I uh, go to gym, uh, work out a little bit, play with my daughter, come to office. Uh, do my entire office thing, they go back, play with my daughter again. I think that is the two piece which keeps stress me grounded. Yeah, stress <laughs> to keep me grounded most of the time. So I think that possibly my daughter is my coping mechanism. Your secret ingredient. Yes, my secret <laughs> ingredients. And if you feel that, you know, uh, people can be frustrating, you need to work with kids. <laughs> right? And uh, they put a lot of lot of patience in me. Uh, they, they help you develop a lot of patience.
they, they will not hear, they will not listen, they will not understand anything. You need to be patient with them. If you may be patient with a small kid, can be patient with a little kid. They will take their time and They will take their time, they will do all kind of, you know, uh, uh, ask for things which they don't want, they won't listen to whatever you are saying, they will do all kind of uh, things. So, yeah. I think it teaches with, for the startup also, like patience. Yes, absolutely. Then the ability to say no for certain things, you have to take certain yes, decisions which yes, are tough. Yes. You know yes. the other person is going to be upset, but you have to take that decision because true. it's good for the company. True, overall. true. You have to move out from your, your own individual self. You have to think about from the larger groups. You have to think from the company's perspective. You have to think from uh, what's good for the for the people, what's good for the company. Uh, it's the same thing. Sometimes you have to even you have to say no to your kid, right? Even though exactly. you're saying, hey, I want this chocolate, but you say, hey, enough chocolate today, <laughs> right. I don't want to give you chocolate because you know that it's not good. Right? So even though the kid will cry and all those things, still you do. So it's the same thing here, so you have to continue to do that. That is so true. Like start did you uh, did you have knowledge about some legal aspects or did you take uh, well, not exactly. Because so, finance is something like legal finance goes kind of. Not happens. exactly. It doesn't go legal finance uh, like uh, side by side. But unfortunately, in our business, it does. It does. Uh, so when we started, we did a lot of check with the legal, uh, the different kind of lawyers, asking them, hey, this is what we want to do. And uh, most of the times, their first impression or first uh, say was, no, we cannot do this. This is not legally valid. And you know, how can you do that and all? And uh, I started taking at a pace where I was saying that yeah, maybe if these guys are saying maybe it is. But uh, somehow I was still not convinced, so I started reading my own into So I literally have this many books of legal in my home. And I started going into the books and I started reading into the things and literally gone through tons of materials from available on RBI website and other places. And uh, all the contract law to uh, financial services law, banking laws, etc. And then I started asking uh, relevant questions to lawyers when I say under which law, under which act, right. right? So when you push them to the corner, that is the time when people uh, started coming back and say that, uh, oh, this guy looks like this guy is informed, so let me also do the homework. And when they go back went back to the books, they realized that what I'm saying is possibly correct and can happen, right? So then they started becoming more open to saying that, yes, what you're saying is makes sense, or we can structure it in a different way and all those things. So, uh, I doing your homework is very Absolutely. important. Absolutely, you need to, as a startup founder, you have to start doing everything on your own from right from uh, you know being uh, being your in-house legal counsel to your in-house operations guy to in-house office boy to everything. You have to do every role. Like you have to take part in each and every activity. Rely on somebody else to do it. If you because it's your passion, and you know you need to understand it's your passion. Right. Like, your passion is what not letting you sleep in the night. It's not not letting somebody else not sleep in, somebody else is sleeping peacefully, yeah. right? So, until this, either that becomes his passion also, or till that time you need to solve everything on its own. Right. So, how would you describe your your growth journey as a professional because of all the all your experience, your startup experience? And I've I think after starting, I become more patient with people, more... Uh, I was very, very aggressive earlier. Uh, I think I've become... <laughs> Less aggressive. You don't seem aggressive at all. Oh, it's not true. You, I think you haven't uh, worked too, too closer with me. That's that's the reason. But yeah, I was very very aggressive earlier. But it has. I think both my daughter and the startup has helped me to become more patient with people. 
but at the same time, uh, I think fundamentally, I possibly am still the same person. <laughs> At the core. At the core, yes. <laughs> what are your future plans as an entrepreneur for the company, for yourself? Uh, I mean, it's only for the company. I'm not sure what is the plan for me. Uh, no, short term, as in near future plans also for yourself. Uh, there's nothing near future plan. I mean, I love problem solving. I like to do problem solving. Uh, so I don't have any plan plan say for me it's, it's just like uh, I'm enjoying I enjoy doing this and I'm still continue to enjoy doing this so I'm doing it and uh, I, I firmly believe in, in one principle is if somebody can do a better job than me then the person should do it because then I become an inefficiency in the system and if I am the inefficiency then somebody else should come and you know remove that inefficiency if you remember I keep on talking about bottlenecks that in the company we need to keep on finding the bottlenecks and uh, if we can find the bottlenecks and we remove the bottlenecks, then something else will become the bottleneck. But eventually the bottleneck becomes very, very wide. It may not remain the bottleneck. But yes, you can still say there is a bottleneck because the bottom might be, you know, thousand meter wide or thousand yeah, meter wide, but still there's something will be there. So it's, it's that theory where we keep on thinking about what's the bottleneck in the company. Sometimes I become bottleneck because a lot of things comes to me. I need to offload those things to different people. Uh, sometimes some other functions become so we hire more people in those functions. But ideally, the, the idea is to keep on developing, uh, making credits pay, launching new products. Can I become a de facto cash flow solution company for? Uh, is a hand of the financial behind it. Do you think pushing it. Credit works as a catalyst for these? Uh, absolutely, absolutely. We are a growth catalyst. Anybody right. who is not growing possibly doesn't need investors counting on us because if I'm billing somebody and he's paying me, whether he's paying me every day or paying me one year, it doesn't matter because I'm getting the money and I'm not growing. So I don't need. But if somebody is growing, they have no option but to work with us. Right. We recently got one client which, which which basically said that we are growing so fast that the bank said that sorry I cannot support you and actually the bank has asked them to go to credits because they said hey the only big company that can support your growth is credits because they don't care about the concentration risk and they, they can basically you grow they will grow with you right so as I say I mean if you are growing we are the best partner for you in the market. So what is that special advice you would like to give to the entrepreneurs who are building their companies right now who are planning to start a startup? If you are planning to start a startup, don't do it. If you have a passion, then definitely do it. Uh, and uh, to entrepreneur, I mean, guys, it's, it's lonely, it's frustrating. Uh, but if you have a passion, then it's, a, it's worth it. And but I think at the end of the road, there's this light. It's embracing. I mean, it makes you feel good about yourself. It's, it makes you feel you good, about, good about any problem solving. It's not about startup or not. If any problem solving, you feel good about, right? If you, for example, when you in 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 your uh, you know in your uh, school secondary schools, when you solve a problem, you feel good about oh, I've solved a problem, right? It's the same kind of feeling, possibly at a slightly more adrenaline level, but you still feel the same that he was. I have solved a problem, right? For example, if you do engineering, say, hey, Ray, I did my engineering completely. It's the same thing, like you, you come finish something, right? So it's more like a problem solving. The, the higher that you get from solving a problem is the same thing. I think it's like when you're doing those mathematical, equa mathematical equations and you're able to solve one after the other. So every yeah. next problem, there's this new level of energy. You, you remember, I, I don't know about uh, you, but you may have felt that, that you know, there is some problem. 
and you know that hey, I know how to solve it, but you are not able to solve right. it, right? And you are just stuck there, and you are like, dude, it's it's we just not happening. It. It's just not happening, and you are be there for one hour, two hour, eight hour, ten hours, and you are not because it's just clicking is not happening. And then you say that okay, I'm gonna sleep, and you are sleeping. And three o'clock, four o'clock in the night, you wake up and say, "Oh, I got okay, this was the solution." Yeah. yeah. And you just immediately, oh, like, start, you know, uh, switch on the light and solve it, right? So, and then the happiness that you get after that—that's that's kind of the happiness. I think after that, you feel like now I can sleep properly. Yes, yes, yes. So it's it's the same thing. It's it's, it's a very uh, very uh, fulfilling thing. It's fulfilling thing, but. Do it for yourself. Don't do it for anything else. Don't do it for thinking that it's going to make you rich. It's going to make you famous. It's going to do any other things. It's, it's just that do it because there's that itch which you want to literally let it grow. Wow, Manish, it was really amazing. I mean, so I had literally I got so much to learn from this podcast. It was absolutely wonderful. Thank you, Thank you for taking out so much time.